Praise the Lord. I'm so glad that you could join us tonight as we continue our series, uh, Prayers That Move the Heart of God. I am very interested in this series because I want to pray prayers that move the heart of God. I want to pray effectively, especially regarding what we're going to be talking about tonight. We're going to be looking at David's prayer for guidance uh, that we see him pray in Psalm 25. Um, he was in a very difficult and distressing situation. Uh, he didn't know what to do about it, and he sought God for his guidance in what to do. Now, last week, Pastor Mel had talked about, had taught on the Lord's Prayer, and if you ever want to get on the right road to praying effectively, then you need to learn how to pray according to that pattern that the Lord Jesus gave us in Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Now, in that particular prayer, there is a, a petition or a request that Jesus says we need to pray every day, and that is, Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And as children of God, as followers of Jesus Christ the Lord, I know that we all want to know what God wants us to do. We all want to be what God wants us to be. In short, we all want to know what the will of God is for our life, and we want to obey it. Uh, you know, very often, knowing what the will of God is, is easy, and we don't need special guidance to know what it is. Often the difficulty with the will of God is not finding out what it is, but actually carrying out what we know the will of God uh, is. Uh, so why do I say that it's often easy? When we turn to the pages of Scripture, we, saw, we find an abundance of teaching and commands that tell us explicitly what God wants us to do. Many decisions that we make in life uh, regarding how to live or what to do, well, they've already been made for us through the written word of God. For example, I don't have to wake up every morning and ask, you know, do I still have to love my neighbor as myself? I know it was written back then, but does that still apply? Or, or do I still have to pray every day? Do I still need to get in the word? Uh, is it okay if I stop meeting together with other believers for worship and fellowship? I don't have to ask myself questions like that because they've already been settled in the word of God. And so again, for many of the decisions uh, that we have to make, about living our life and doing what God wants to do, uh, we don't have to labor over knowing what they are. Uh, we just really need to ask the question, is this uh, in agreement with the word of God or does this violate the word of God? So many decisions are easy. Well, I mean, sort of easy, easy to know what they are, maybe not so easy to carry out. However, there are some decisions that are very easy to know what to do and are easy to do them. And those definitely are my favorite decisions. Uh, and my favorite of favorites uh, was the easiest decision I ever had to make, that I ever made, and it was in my early 20s when I decided to pursue Julie Bernard so that she might become Julie Seeley. Now, I hope I'm getting some brownie points tonight. <laughs> I know my wife's watching. Um, I wish all the decisions in life were as easy as this decision was for me. I suppose it began 
like it does for most men. <laughs> I saw her and I liked what I saw a whole lot. And then um, as I got to know her though, I, I quickly uh, came to believe that she far surpassed uh, any of the girls I had dated or any of the girls that I knew. She was godly, super smart. Uh, she was a computer programmer, great sense of humor. And we just had a great time hanging out with one another. But as I thought about it, probably the thing that made it the easiest for me to make the decision that she is the one is that I felt perfectly comfortable with her seeking God, uh, whether it was at church, worshiping and praying, or uh, we even prayed on our own. But I felt perfectly comfortable doing that. And that really stood out to me because I hadn't experienced that before with anyone else. Well, that that sealed the deal for me, that, that she is the one I'm going to pursue after her. I suppose I did pray about it. I don't, I, I'm sure I did. I don't know if I prayed, is this your will? Uh, maybe my prayers were, surely, Lord, this is your will. <laughs> but I did pray. But actually, our relationship, it lined up with principles in the Word of God. Um, everybody loved her, spoke very highly of her. My parents loved her. And uh, it certainly lined up with my desires. And what a happy situation it is uh, when the word of God, godly counsel, and the desires of our own heart are all in one accord. Uh, it's easy to make a decision like that. So boom, I made that decision. No problem. Uh, I, wish, <laughs> I wish all decisions could be that easy, but alas, they certainly are not that easy. There have been plenty of times where I was facing a situation and had no idea what to do. Uh, there may have been uh, several options that seemed good and there were possibilities. There may not have been any options, so I had uh, no, no idea um, what to do. There was no verse of scripture or godly counsel that could clear it up for me. And so I was just in a situation where I didn't know what to do and I had to have guidance, specifically guidance from God. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in a situation where you just don't know what to do? Uh, it's not a pleasant place to be. Well, all of us will face um, at some point in our lives, probably many points in our lives, situations where we don't know what to do. And I'm just so very glad that because we will face situations like that, I'm so glad that we have a promise from God that he will guide his children. Amen? All of us face situations uh, where we need his guidance, and he says, I will guide you as you seek uh, me to make the decisions in your life. Praise God. Now, that, that promise occurs in many places in Scripture, but uh, the one place I want to focus on tonight, or I want to start with, is Psalm 25, 12. King David writes this. He says, Who is the man who fears the Lord? Him will God instruct in the way that he should choose. So here David is, is, is relating a promise to everyone who fears God. And to fear God, what that means is that you deeply reverence God and that you're committed to him, you're committed to his word. In other words, if you fear God, you're in right relationship with him. And David says there's a promise from God that if you fear him, if you're in right relationship with him, then you can rest assured that God is going to guide you in the moments of decision 
so that you can choose the right way that you are to go. Well, when David related that promise, it was particularly relevant to him personally because uh, when we read Psalm 25, uh, we see that David was facing a situation that deeply troubled him. Um, it was very difficult. He wasn't quite sure what he was supposed to do, and he definitely needed God to guide him. And the reason I'm teaching on this tonight is because the way David approached his situation where he needed guidance is the way that we need to approach uh, every situation when, need, when we need God's guidance as well. Now, in Psalm 25, uh, it's, it's not exactly clear what David was facing. In verse 2 and verse 19, he mentions that he has uh, many enemies that violently hate him, that are wanting to destroy him. And so he was experiencing great stress in his life. In verses 16 and 17, he, he cries out to God that he's lonely and that he's afflicted. And he says the troubles of his heart are enlarged. And he just begs God to bring him out of his distresses. Uh, every day, the intensity of his situation was increasing. And, and as he considered the situation, it, it seems that he just didn't know what, it, what he should do. Uh, but even though David didn't know exactly what he was supposed to do, uh, there was no doubt in his mind who could, the person who could guide him and who could bring the victory in his life. Uh, there was a God in heaven that he trusted with all of his heart. There was a God that had been faithful to him all of his life, that had proven himself faithful, who had guided him before, who had given him strength to overcome other enemies. Uh, he slayed a lion, a bear, and a giant who came against him. And so as he reflected on all the times God had been faithful and all the times God had guided him in the past, he, he began the psalm this way in verse 1. He says, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. So here we see David's fundamental attitude about how he approached his need for guidance. His attitude was, I will not rely on myself I will not trust in, in my intelligence, my intellect to understand what to do. I will not rely on my own strength uh, to deal with these enemies, but I will trust in the Lord. I am going to look to the Lord alone. Now, at this point, when he says that he's going to trust in God, he didn't know exactly how it was going to happen, but he had faith uh, that without a doubt, although I don't know how it's going to happen, I have faith that God is going to faithfully show up and show me what to do. Well, maybe you're facing a crisis right now and, and feel overwhelmed, and maybe you're needing to make decisions right now in your life, and, and you just have no idea what to do, and you desperately need God's guidance. Or, or maybe you're facing a situation that's not really a crisis, but still it's very serious and you, you don't know what to do and you want God to guide you. If you're in that situation, the place to start is just like what David did in, first, in verse one, and that's put your trust in the Lord. Have faith in him. Have faith that guidance is going to come to you, even if right now uh, you have no idea how it's going to happen. God's faithful. God is faithful. And God loves you. You're his child and he's with you. 
And just at the right time, I want to assure you that God will guide you if you seek him, if you trust in him. God is going to come through for you. Amen. Uh, God has, has been faithful and good to all of us. I would imagine that, that all of us can look back on times and see God did this for me. God came through for me at this point. He was faithful uh, to me at this time. And when I, I know that's the, the case for me. God has been very faithful to me. When I face situations uh, that I desperately need God to guide me because I don't know what to do, I remind myself of how God has been faithful in the past and how he has guided me in the past. Of course, when I was preparing for uh, this lesson and thinking about the guidance of the Lord, I thought of many occasions where God guided me. And I uh, particularly thought of the occasions when he very dramatically guided me and spoke a word that was so clear that it was beyond doubt. Uh, when I was about, well, let's see, I was 20 years old and I was uh, beginning, it was the beginning of my uh, junior year of college. I had been living for God for about two and a half years and those two and a half years after I had been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Spirit, well, um, it was pretty much bliss. <laughs> there was a lot. Of, I just enjoyed it. I felt joy. I experienced joy. Um, but in just a couple of months, all that changed. And two, rela two relationships that were very dear to me uh, came to an end. A longtime girlfriend and uh, <laughs> and a longtime close friend. I laugh. I laugh about it now. It's kind of I don't know why it amuses me now. Uh, I can assure you, I was not amused then. I was I was devastated about it and in losing those relationships. Well, at the same time uh, that that was going on, um, God began to deal with me about what I was going to do for a career. Uh, of course, being in church, I had sought the Lord and always wanted to know what His will was. Uh, but up to this point, I was set on what I was going to do. I was planning on becoming a physical therapist. But during this time, God showed me very clearly that I wasn't to continue in that particular uh, career path. Well, you know, whereas everything had been clear for me before, suddenly everything was in doubt. And I hated the situation. Uh, I hurt so bad. And I was just in constant inner turmoil. And I had no definite, no definite idea of what I would do. Um, as I prayed more and sought God, uh, an idea was starting to form that maybe, just maybe, I should leave West Texas where I'd grown up and move uh, to Austin where my parents were and where there was a pretty good school that I could go to, hook em horns. <laughs> and so uh, I, I started to have some of those thoughts well, you know how we do when we're crushed and we feel maybe that human comfort and human joy has been uh, taken from us. When we experience that, we often uh, turn to God in, in, in ways that we usually didn't. Now, I already loved God. I had a relationship with him. I did pray, but, but during that time, man, I turned up the intensity in seeking him for comfort and for help, uh, but also for guidance. And uh, then one day after, well, it seemed to me like a really long time of feeling miserable. One day I was in my little apartment and I was lying on the floor 
and I was crying out to God, and man, I, I was boo-hooing. I mean boo-hooing. <laughs> and man, I was seeking him. God help me. God show me, uh, show me what to do. And while I was boo-hooing, uh, God spoke to me very clearly. In fact, probably one of the, maybe the clearest I've ever heard him speak. It, it was not an audible voice, but it was unmistakable. It was sharp. It was to the point. And as I, as I was crying, suddenly God said, stop crying. I hear you. You know what to do. And when he said, you know what to do, the thought came to me, go to Austin. At that moment, it was so startling to me. It was so clear to me that I had no doubt about what my next step uh, would be. And so I ended up transferring to UT. I hadn't done good enough in high school to be able to get into UT to begin with, but I had done well enough at Tech. <laughs> so I was able to transfer to UT, and I've been in Austin ever since that time. Well, that decision was made in great pain, and I had no idea at the time when I was making that decision that it was going to lead uh, to all the joy that I have in my life right now. Uh, when I came to Austin, it wasn't long before I started seeing some of my family members, beginning with my mother, uh, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, and be baptized in Jesus' name. I uh, ultimately met my wife, had kids, and ultimately was called into ministry. So all the things that I, uh, that I treasure right now were uh, the result of this decision. And I'm just so very glad that God spoke so clearly to me in that moment to help me to know what to do. So that was a, a very dramatic experience, and there have been a few other dramatic uh, experiences where God very clearly spoke to me. Of course, our life, generally speaking, does not consist of a, a bunch of situations where God needs to dramatically speak to us about what to do. Uh, and so on many other occasions over the years, I definitely have made important decisions or not, maybe not so important decisions. They were important to me, but I made them in the presence of the Lord, trusting that he would guide me, trusting that he would impress upon me the right thing to do, to put into my mind the thoughts about uh, the direction I should go. And of course, I've always uh, sought godly counsel believing that God could work through other people who feared the Lord to help confirm what God was speaking to me in my own life. But whether or not that guidance came to me dramatically, like in a whirlwind or, or in a still small voice, uh, the one constant, the one constant in all of those was God's faithful guiding presence. And so now uh, when I face situations that I don't know what to do, I trust that, that God who knows all things and sees all the factors that are in play, uh, will guide me, uh, will give me what I need, will give me the direction I need in the time that I need it. Now, you would think that after receiving definite guidance from the Lord uh, on several occasions, uh, when I faced another situation when I didn't know what to do, uh, that I would just be anxiety-free, you know, that I could say, well, bless God based on what you did in the past, you know, I know you're going to guide me now, and I would just be in perfect peace and, and faith, and that's really not how it works. Um, I still feel the anxiety of uncertainty. I still will pace the floors uh, praying 
and may even lose some sleep. But even in that anxiety, always there's at least a quiet voice that says, God is with me. He will not forsake me and he will guide me because he has promised to do that. And I know I'm not alone in feeling that way. Uh, David himself, uh, we see in this Psalm, despite experiencing God in marvelous ways in his past and have known and, and knowing God in so many ways as being faithful. In the moment of his crisis in, in Psalm 25, even though he had that experience, he still could cry out, God, the troubles of my heart are enlarged. And what's interesting to me is he could say that, he can confess that while at the same time saying, oh God, in you, I will trust. It is possible to have faith in the Lord where there's still anxiety in your heart. So no matter what the decision you may be facing, uh, the first attitude we need to have is, Lord, I trust you, not me. I know you love me. I know you'll guide me. And I'm looking to you. I'm looking to you. And I believe that you're going to show me what to do. And don't just say that to God. Speak, speak faith to yourself. I often do that. I remind myself that God is faithful. I tell myself, I remind myself that he has promised uh, the one who fears him that he will show him the way that he should choose. You know, after confessing his faith and trust in God and mentioning his enemies at the beginning of Psalm 25, David does something that I, I, I guess I wouldn't quite have expected. I know that when I am in situations where I don't know what to do and I need guidance, I, I guess I tend to focus on that. And maybe it seems like that's all I'm praying about. But we don't see David do that. Uh, after he mentions the need, he doesn't immediately dive into, now God, show me what I need to do and show me how to deal with these enemies. He starts actually uh, to pray about his relationship with the Lord and prays that his relationship would be strong. In verses four and five, David prays this. He says, make me to know your ways, O God. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you, I wait all the day long. When David says, make me to know your ways, teach me your paths, lead me in your truth. All of those are different ways of him talking about his covenant relationship with God. Uh, the covenant relationship with God, it, it means that he, he uh, was, had a close relationship with God, that he was committed to the Lord, and most importantly, God was committed to him. And, and, and when he says, make me to know your ways, teach me your paths, lead me in your truth, those are also ways that David is, is asking God to help him fulfill his covenant obligations. In other words, he is asking God to help him to obey, to help him to follow God's instruction in his word that was intended to guide his relationship with God. And so when I saw, as I was reading Psalm 25, when I saw that uh, David first prayed about his relationship with God, it struck me that the most important thing for us is, is not to receive guidance on what to do in a particular situation. Now, that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is that we, we would receive guidance and help from God on remaining in relationship with him. If you, if you really want to pray prayers that move the heart of God, begin 
Uh, begin to cry out to him that you want to have a close relationship with him, that you want to draw nearer to him. Begin to cry out to him. Make me to know your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth. Pray those prayers and God absolutely will respond and answer those. What we do about our relationship with God is the most important decision that we'll ever make. It far exceeds in importance every other decision that we will ever have to make. Uh, I could make all the good decisions in my life and uh, say I, I make a good decision about college and my family, who I marry, uh, how I handle my finances. You know, I can make all these good decisions and, and end up with a life that the world would say is successful. But what would that matter? If I, I make all these good decisions but miss out with God, what would it matter if I, if I had everything but didn't know him, that I didn't know God and I didn't respond to his call uh, to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and follow him? Uh, the Lord Jesus put it like this in Matthew 16, 26. He says, for what profit is it, is it to a man if he gains the whole world and yet loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul. So first, I need guidance in this. God help me, guide me in my relationship with you. Uh, I need to say, I need to pray often, Lord, I love you. I want to know you. Guide me in this. Help me. Lord, search me right now. If there's anything in me that's, that's displeasing to you, if there's anything in me that's hindering your work, God help me to get rid of it. I want to know you. I want to serve you. I've got to make that decision. That's the most important decision of my life. And I've got to get that right. I've got to get that decision right, what I do with my relationship with God, because not only does it have consequences in the here and now, it will determine my eternal destiny. And it will determine your eternal destiny, what you do with your decision to whether or not you will serve the Lord. Praise God. Now, I say that it has consequences for the here and now as well, because being first guided in my relationship with God uh, is the basis or the condition for me being able to receive direction from God in the other areas of my life. Uh, practically speaking, it's only when I'm in right relationship with God that uh, when my mind is being shaped by the word of God and where the spirit of God is making me more like Christ, it's, it's only then that I'll be in the right frame of mind to be able to receive a sure word from God of direction about a situation I face. It's only when I'm in the will of God in being in relationship with him that I will be able to consistently discern his will for the other situations of my life. And of course, and this is obvious, it's, it's only when I'm in relationship with the Lord that I'll even want to do his will, that I'll even have a desire to do uh, what he would want me to do. It's only when I'm in relationship with him that I'll have godly priorities and want to live according to his purpose. Um, if I'm really not close to him, I still may pray uh, prayers of guidance for guidance but it's going to be a lot harder, if not impossible, for me to hear from God uh, because there's going to be a lot of noise uh, coming from conflicting desires in my heart that may come from the world or my own sinful nature that will very likely 
drown out the voice of God in my life. I must know him that I might be saved, and I must know him that I might be guided by him. And so returning to the first verse I read, David asked, who is the man who fears the Lord? Who is the person who's in covenant relationship with God? Who, who's the person who loves and, and honors God and seeks to live for him and cries out to God for help and guidance to do so? David says, him will God instruct in the way that he should choose. So first, first comes the fear of the Lord. That is reverence for God and commitment to him. Then in the context of that relationship, comes the guidance that we need. Of course, and I don't particularly like this, God's guidance comes when he wills. <laughs> his guidance comes in his time. And that's not always when I want it. All right, when I'm in a situation and feel like I need a word from the Lord, I want it right then. But God speaks at just the right time. And so since it since it may not be exactly when I want, I need, I need to be like David. I need to be patient. And I need to say, like he does in verse 5, For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. And in that patient waiting, he says in verse 15, My eyes are ever toward the Lord. As I wait for the guidance from the Lord that I need, I keep my focus on the Lord. I seek him, trusting that as I look to him, I will see the way that I need to go. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I'm so very grateful that you're a God who's faithful. I'm so very grateful that we can trust you. You've shown yourself strong on behalf of of me and your people in the past. And because you have, I can trust you now in the present, Lord. I pray for everyone who's facing decisions. I pray right now, oh God, that you would guide and direct them, that they would feel your presence in their life. Jesus, make us sensitive to you when we need guidance from you. Lord, help us to hear your voice and guide us, Lord, that we might please you in all that we do. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. So inevitably, when you face uh, situations where you don't know what to do and you need guidance from the Lord, uh, be like David and trust in the Lord. Don't rely on yourself. Rely on the Lord alone. And remember, remember how he's been with you in the past. Remember the many times that he's come through for you and he's given you guidance and, and have faith in the present that just as he was with you in the past, that he will be with you in the present and, and, and have faith in that promise that he's given that if you fear him, he will show you the way that you should go. So fear him, reverence him, call out to him in prayer, call out to him to first guide you and, and help you to remain in relationship with him. And when you do that, again, that's the prayer that will move the heart of God. And in the context of that relationship, you then can offer other prayers that will move the heart of God, specific prayers for guidance. And God will guide you in the way that you should go and in the decisions 
that you have to make in such a way that you will fulfill his will and bring glory to him. Amen. As God says through the wise man in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Amen. Amen. Well, may the Lord bless you and may the Lord be with you and may the Lord guide you always.